0: entrepreneur pat crosscomb credits a good idea and steady perseverance to the success of her ottawa software company board space nearly 10 years ago she set out to build a tool that would make board meetings less of an administrative hassle we'll explore how she turned her tech startup into a tech success today on techopia live <laughs> Welcome to Techopia Live. I'm Sherry Ask with the Ottawa Business Journal and I am thrilled to be welcoming to the show today Pat Crosscomb, the CEO and founder of BoardSpace. Pat, thank you for joining us and welcome to Techopia Live.
1: Thanks, Sherry. So nice to meet you and thanks so much for the invite today.
0: Absolutely. So to start, let's go back to 2014. Uh, What gave you the idea for BoardSpace?
1: Well, The idea came into my head even a bit before 2014 when I when I bought my first home I bought a condo I was so excited I moved in and in a very short time I realized that this condo had problems and indeed it did it was truly a lemon condo when the opportunity came to get on the condos board of directors I jumped at it because I really wanted to help we spent a very 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 busy five years and on top of that we had absolutely no administrative help. We had documents in uh, filing cabinets that we couldn't access. We had emails, thousands of emails, documents attached to emails that of course, you can no longer find when they're buried three and four and 5,000 deep. So all along I was thinking, there has got to be an easier way to manage our condos. So after three terms on the board, I decided not to run again. I jumped off and and decided I was going to start working on this idea. And so I did.
0: I can understand why I think that would be an incredibly frustrating um, situation for anyone. Um, Did you have any tech experience when you decided, OK, I'm going to go start this tech startup?
1: Well, by the time, you know, time went on, I did gain a little bit of tech experience, but all along when I'm thinking about building this software product, I really had no tech experience, none whatsoever. My my background, my background is in agriculture. So I know a lot about dairy cows, but very little about software.
0: So those are two very different fields. How did you go about um, starting? What, What did you do to get this off the ground?
1: Well, I guess it's always best if you don't know what you don't know. So I didn't know about technology. I didn't know how challenging it would be. And, but that didn't, you know, never let the fact that you don't have that kind of knowledge stop you from uh, jumping in and building what I thought was a great idea. I learned little by little. I asked a lot of questions of everyone who knew anything about technology. And over time, I have become much more conversant in what it is we're doing, how we built it. I look after my own website, which is a WordPress site. And before I started BoardSpace, you know, I had no idea how to uh, get, a, get a website online. And now I can do that all myself. Well, nearly all myself. I still have my developer who every once in a while I have to ask for his help and we get it done and up and going.
0: Okay. So you mentioned you're a developer, so obviously you found some some good talent. Um, Did you go the route of angel investing at all or a mentorship program, anything like that?
1: Well, I haven't specifically gone to any angel investors as of now. I have um, been able to access a a number of different programs that have helped me out along the way. The uh, Youth Employment Strategy Grant from the federal government does allow a startup to hire a new graduate. That's how I actually hired my developer. I also was able to hire another person later on. Um, You know, really, I would say it's a matter of connecting with people that, that might be able to help you out. So you take advantage of people that you meet, take advantage of different programs. You ask questions, I've worked with Invest Ottawa for many, many years. I was in their the first cohort of their pre-accelerator program when they launched it a few years ago. I always keep my eyes out for a next level type of accelerator that could help me forward. But at this point in time, no, I'm just hunkered down at home like we all are and uh, it's still bootstrapping my company along with the revenue that is coming in.
0: Yeah, I w- I love the use of the word, you know, bootstrap there, because I think it speaks a lot to the entrepreneurial spirit that it takes to, to launch a tech startup. Was there a moment when you knew, okay, I'm going to make it like I've got the tech part figured out. I've got the product figured out, or was it the opposite? And you really felt like you never really knew what was going to happen next.
1: That's, that's really quite a hard question to answer. I think it's good for a startup founder to constantly be reevaluating where they are. And so early on, there were many moments where I seriously considered, is this time to pack it in? We had issues with technology along the way as tech companies do. We managed to climb over those hurdles, some of which seemed insurmountable at the time. And then later on, you know, things go well, the system works well, and then something else will will jump in. So I'm always reevaluating where I am. And there was no real moment when i when I thought that we would would make it. I mean, I always knew in my heart, I always knew in my heart that I had a great idea and that it it would be a great product, provide you know great help to condo and nonprofit boards. But that's just the blind passion that an entrepreneur has to bring into their business. The reality is, you know today, is this a good day to keep going or should I, or should I quit now? I reevaluate that less and less early on. It was constantly, Oh, you know, it's time to quit. We're not going well. Now that we're many years in it's, it's less of a, Oh, should I quit? It's, it's more of a, now, how do I scale? How do I get to the next level? How do I bring the product forward to the next level rather than is it time to quit? So to sum up, I would say there is no moment in time that told me we were going to be a go.
0: Is there an example of you can give that isn't too far in the weeds of one of those insert um, challenges that seemed insurmountable that that you overcame and, and how did you overcome it?
1: I would say the worst one was a bug we were having in the software, which I give names to all our bugs. So this was the vanishing goat bug vanishing because we were losing data in the application in the minute taking part and goat because there was a a viral YouTube video circulating at the time about goats jumping. So I I coined it the vanishing goat bug. Well, we had this bug for six months. We could not figure out why it was intermittent. It would happen one day but then I couldn't reproduce it. We'd go along for a couple of weeks, then it would pop up again. And what really the, the moment, was the, it was the end of the summer, the moment that, that I came the closest to quitting was one of our early customers was using Boardspace for their board, for their meetings, and the recording secretary came back to me and said, I've lost data. And my heart sunk because that's pretty important. I guess to fix that bug, it was really quite a stroke of luck. I connected with an individual that I was put in touch with by an advisor I had been working with at Invest Ottawa, and he connected me with another one of his colleagues. Colleague was willing to spend some time with me, and lo and behold, he was doing some work, and like literally, he almost found it like right in front of him. And as soon as he was able to describe it, we could reproduce it. And then my developer had it fixed, like literally overnight. I have to say that was probably a stroke of luck because had I not connected with person a who put me in touch with person B who happened to be willing, I don't think I'd be here today.
0: Yeah. I want to take a moment to pick up on what you just mentioned about the importance of finding good people to work with. One of the major sources of talent for the region's tech sector is the University of Ottawa's faculty of engineering, which is one of the supporters of Techopia Live. The faculty is home to more than 6,000 students and offers a co-op program that's consistently ranked as one of the best in Canada. Supported by a staff of professionals helping with the onboarding process, these undergrad and graduate students are frequently hired by local tech firms as co-op students, invited back for subsequent work terms and then hired on as full-time employees after graduation. If your company is growing, you'd be remiss not to consider the talent that's emerging from the University of Ottawa's Faculty of Engineering. You can learn more at engineering.uottawa.ca. So Pat, let's talk a bit about the product itself. If I am um, a volunteer board, why would I use board space? Why not just use a free system that's out there like Google Drives or Dropbox?
1: Well, you just wouldn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me
1: why. Google Docs is not built for boards of directors. Board space is purpose-built specifically for the types of challenges and needs that boards have. So we, I like to say we put the fun back in board meetings and board administration. We organize things such as documents, meeting minutes, events taking place, task lists, so that board members and staff or managers can find their documents right away. They can figure out what they need to do now. They can uh, follow through on their minutes. And overall, it just saves on all that uh, busy work, that administrative work, so that boards can get back to the work that really matters, and that, of course, is to be making decisions that affect the community that they serve.
0: And I understand a lot of your clients are um, condo boards or homeowners associations. Is there a particular reason they are rep- like more representative of your cli- of your clients, or do you have any plans to expand expand beyond that, especially given? I mean, we're all in virtual meetings all the time and organization plays a big role there as well.
1: Well, when I first started BoardSpace, um, I was focused on the condo boards and and homeowners associations boards. But as I talked to people in the community, I realized that uh, nonprofit boards and charity boards had much the same types of problems. So I expanded my offering. And today I have, oh, probably about an even split between Uh, condos and not-for-profit boards. Okay.
0: What is it do you think about those clients in particular that are really geared towards this product?
1: The key is the volunteer aspect. And the turnover? uh, No, it's the fact fact that they are not paid. They have other full-time jobs or are retired. They're busy. They have limited administrative staff. Condos generally have literally no administrative staff they have a condo manager that works with them but they're pretty much on their own they don't have an intranet they don't have you know an IT person that they can call up if they have help if they need help they need a software that is managed by someone else like us so in comparison to say the large corporate boards the directors don't feel the same kind of pain points that volunteer boards of directors do because these corporate directors have got their own administrative assistance in their companies. The board itself has administrative assistance, if not one, more likely several. So literally those directors have everything handed to them and there's nothing that they need to do themselves.
0: They have the administrative support. It, it makes sense. You've really honed in on like a niche market there that I think from what I'm hearing is, is part of what has made BoardSpace space successful.
1: Yes. No, you're definitely right. I deliberately never went after that corporate board market, even though many people suggested, oh, why don't you go after that market? They've got lots of money. They could afford to pay for a system. Well, you have to have the pain point first before you can attract that kind of clientele. And the way we built the software, like from from day one, was going after a different type of need. And that's really critical in software is to Identify what they need, what they want, what they will use, and then build a product that meets as close to their needs as possible.
0: Yeah, solving that problem. I think that's that's a really good uh, thing to keep in mind for people t- um, trying to start a startup. W- given that, and given that you know you lo- you launched in twenty fourteen, but uh, the idea, like you said, you came up with earlier. What's next from you? Where do you go from here? Uh, as as you look into the future for board space?
1: Well, we're always trying to scale. We're always trying to increase our customer base. And at the same time, we're always trying to improve our product. My goal is to build software that you don't know you're even using. So it would be so easy to use that you can log in and use it and you don't really have to think about it. Well, we're not quite there. but definitely going in that direction. Every update that we make is an improvement of some type. So I didn't know this when I when I began, how difficult it is to build software because you're always making your little changes along the way because you realize something that you've done doesn't make sense to the person who's using the software. So we're always tweaking things. We're always making things better and we will always be adding new features. I have a list a uh, longer than this of ideas good ideas 90% of them are are ideas that you know i've gotten from my clients saying couldn't you do this and so that's you know we're never going to finish ever
0: and i think that's such an important lesson too for for anyone any entrepreneur right like it's it's never a finished product it's a constant feedback loop there's iteration after iteration before we go, Pat, is is there advice that you would give to other people trying to launch a startup right now, given the experience you had? And I know we're in a different time right now, but you've had a really interesting journey, starting with no tech experience, getting into the field. What would your takeaways be if you could sum them up quickly?
1: Well, I would say always have a little bit of fun. Oh, my goodness. That <laughs> and, is, and <laughs> who is that this? Is that is board space. Bill, who was jumped into the screen, he's a very mischievous little unicorn that joined my team uh, many, many years ago at International Startup Festival in Montreal. He landed in my lap, and I just had to take him home. So always remember to try and have a little bit of fun along the way. It is a tough slog. The last year, since since uh, lockdown, it has been an even tougher slog, much more isolating. You know, you can't go out. There's no events. So always remember to have fun. And on top of that, it's going to take you longer than you could have ever imagined. You 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 really can't think, "Oh, we're we're going to throw the next 6 months into this and see what happens." Mm. I honestly don't know anyone who has been successful in that short a period of time. It just it is just going to take you much much longer, like years longer. If you look at what we see in the marketplace as overnight successes and you dig a little deeper, you realize they launched 5, six, seven, eight, 10, 15 years ago. So it's going to take you longer than you expect. And plan for that. You have to have the resources to keep going because angel investing is hard to get. And if you don't get it, what is going to happen? The other thing you have to develop and find along the way is the, the ability to look at your product extremely critically i mean we love what we're building it's very hard to look at our own products and say oh that's bad or you know have that awareness of what you need to do so you have to ask your customers and find those customers who are going to tell you politely hopefully that your product sucks because the person who tells you your product doesn't work is the one and and you can get them to explain why they don't think your product is working is the person you can learn from the most. Your friends and family will tell you oh it looks great we love it but that is not reality. It's the people who tell you why and how you need to improve it are the ones you can learn the most and that's an ongoing process. In the early days it's important to find those people who can give you the right insight i.e. a customer who's used it for at least a reasonable amount of time and who this is the hard part, who is able to articulate to you why it doesn't work. It's no good for them to say, oh, it doesn't work. They have to tell you why and how it doesn't work so that you can then learn what you need to do better. So those are rare people, too. And those are the ones you need to find. And again, it's a little bit. um, It's not like they're right there they'll come from your customer base and you won't know if they're the right ones who have that ability to explain those things to you. But when you find them, that, those are the ones you really need to take advantage of.
0: Yeah, and again, it's, so much of it goes back to finding good people. Pat, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your entrepreneur story and for talking to us about board space. It was really wonderful to talk to you.
1: You are very welcome thank you for the opportunity to share my story with you
0: and before we go i just want to take a moment to thank our sponsors without whom this show would not be possible they are number crunch offering virtualized cfo services for SaaS companies pearly robertson hill and mcdougall a leader in business and tech law td bank with specialized programs for tech firms the University of Ottawa Faculty of Engineering creating the next generation of technical talent and Stratford managers providing services to help you scale your tech venture. Techopia is not just a great show. We are also online with new articles daily at obj.ca slash techopia. If you are on Facebook or Twitter, you can follow us. Our handle is at Techopia OTT. If you are on YouTube, please subscribe, hit the like button, or you can leave a comment down below. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll be back soon with another episode of Techopia Live.